Y'all, welcome back to Kentucky Fried Wargaming, where two guys who aren't qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance. I'm Joe. And I'm John. And Joe, this is a fortuitous episode, y'all. Um, you may have remembered that John and I, a few months back, got a little excited on one of the episodes talking about how cool it would be if, come summer, the big FOMO box was a split between the Sylvaneth and the Skaven. Both of our absolute favorite forces in Age of Sigmar. And if we got new yes, books yes. at the same time... Yes, yes. John, it's yes, happening. The yes, dream yes. is real. It is a yes, summer yes. of rats and plants. I would, I would venture to say it's more plants than rats, but yes, yes. <laughs> you got... Uh, John, they said it in the article... Skaven and Sylvaneth both got many beautiful miniatures. <laughs> the Deathmaster looks amazing. I do want the Deathmaster. I'm very excited about my rat. God, he is I'm a cool gonna, model. Yes, I'm going to choose to not be upset about the rest of the range because 3D printing over. But yes, yeah. oh, <laughs> I'm very John. excited to play with the new Skaven rules. We need to have Tanner make that meme. Just like a start collecting box with a 3D printer on the front to start collecting Skaven. Yes, Tanner. On that. Tanner, Please. do the thing. Our ordained meme lord. Um, yeah, y'all. It's happening. We got the thing that we wanted so badly. And it's going to happen in just a few weeks. Uh, we are recording this in mid-May. So the books are not out yet. Uh, however, we wanted to take this opportunity to relax a little bit and have a casual show. Uh, because the last few have been very note-heavy and we're digging into some sort of tougher stuff. And this time, to do some wanton wishlisting uh, and explain why we're excited for these new books coming this summer and also what we hope are in them. Or not in them. <laughs> More specifically, in some instances. However, before we get into the hobby time and games played, for our listeners, I have a quick question. Uh, see, John and I woke up this morning and uh, John took a casual look at our anchor dashboard it's the place where we put up the podcast on all sorts of places probably where most of you are listening right now and when we looked at it normally we expect to see like uh, what john like 25 plays per thing we upload the first week it's up something like well, that yeah like our average listener base uh not to show ourselves on the show is like i don't know like about 40 45 Mm -hmm. uh listeners like, like independent week. listeners a week which is pretty good like definitely I'm proud to have y'all definitely proud yeah. to have y'all yeah um uh, but most of that's like, not like all week one it tails out a little bit because yeah we know people listen to this when they're hobbying for a lot of you so you know you store it up until you're ready to hobby and then you listen to stuff yeah and then like i checked it and it like quadrupled and was like pushing 300 uh e at some point this week and i went where why <laughs> what did we do right what did people like <laughs> and, and i don't know the answer i don't know the answer so i think there's one of two things could have happened one 
the algorithm really liked the fact that we used the word Warhammer Fest in a title and sent it to more people, in which case, happy to have y'all. Hello, new people. Um, or option two, and why I really want to ask, is it is common here in the mini painting community that sometimes uh, shows will shout out other content creators to kind of spread light on some up-and-comers who you know, are doing great work on the platforms. Uh, Warhammer Weekly famously does this. Uh, that's actually where we got a good bump in our listenership before. But if that happened, and that's what gave us our bump, well, we wanted to ask y'all who did it so we could say thank you ferociously. Um, you know, aggressively, aggressively, fairly thanking everyone. Yes, in the vein of a new Skaven release, we will do everything ferociously and viciously. Um, but we wanted to ask people, did y'all get shouted out and sent here from someone else? If so, thank them for us and let us know who it is so we can thank them ourselves. And now, John, hobby time and games played. All right, John. Hobby time and games played. Have you done either? Nope. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of stuff happening in my uh, personal life, which had to take precedent over doing hobby and gaming. Gaming. Uh, I am remedying that soon. I will be playing more games soon. I will be painting more soon. Uh, as I hop back on the wagon. Mm-hmm. But nothing this week. Fair enough. Uh, don't worry. I, I'll fill in. Uh, I haven't been gaming much. Uh, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I have some pretty rough seasonal allergies. Uh, and I mean, like, sometimes eyes swell so bad I can't see clearly. Um, and when that happens, it's kind of hard to hobby. So I had to take a short break from hobbying and gaming because it, well... This is a game where you need to measure and, well, see, you know, <laughs> see things. And when hobbying kind of also helps if you can see things fairly clearly to know where you're putting paint on these tiny finic- finicky dudes. <laughs> so I had a little break and over the last two weeks, finally, the pollen started to ease up. So I tried my best to hop back on the horse. No games yet. I need to talk to Lucas to try to get one in after I'm back from a work trip. Uh, but I've been painting again and building. So first off, um, I totally built, primed, and now I'm almost done fully base coating uh, my crisis suits for our uh, Warhammer 40k narrative campaign, which this will put me up to a thousand points entirely. So they're almost done. And then I also built an entire start collecting box of Slaves to Darkness with the help of my lovely lady wife. Ooh, Joseph. Mm, I know. Slaved that darkness. Ooh, Damn. I'm a little spicy. Playing a little bit of chaos. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You're going to start listening to Five Finger Death Punch or like Typo Negative or... Those aren't similar at all. Like, wow, we those are not <laughs> in the same vein. Like listen, you, typo negative is is a thing that I listen to whenever I uh, write certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's recent <laughs> in my head. You could have gone so like Mudvayne from that time, Seether from that time when they got big. 
True. See, there, see, there is a very uh, chaos heavy. It's a, it's got similar vibes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I uh, as I talked about in the last episode, I'm writing a story in my head that I think is just delightfully fun for chaos. So I I might try to paint some of these here little chaos fellers and see if I can't make a chaos faction that's a little these. deeper than I want to ruin everything for everyone. I'm gonna throw a temper tantrum. Mr. Abaddon the Despoiler. (laughs) Well, you said it, not me, but you're right. I own the model. I have to. (laughs) I I would know. Yeah, I think there's more room in there for narrative than uh, a lot of stuff has. So I'm going to take a crack at it and try to give it a paint scheme that looks a little odd at first glance for chaos and then uh, use that to my advantage. Going to be a good time. Um. I have also been helping my wife learn the ropes of, like, getting back into painting. She took a long break. And uh, now I've also been giving her time to hobby so she can gently work her way through these little four vampire models from the warband. And that might turn into a bigger project, y'all. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah, well, like, we had this realization where she's realized, like, all right, she really enjoys painting these figures, but, like... Big heroes stress her the hell out. Like, they just, they get all up in her head and make her anxious. Uh, she'd rather just paint like a bajillion little nobodies. Like ghouls. She had a lot of fun painting ghouls. And she painted a bajillion of them for her flesh eater courts. And she loves vampires. And uh, while talking about it, I'm like, yeah, well, like, I'm, I'm the opposite. I love painting, like, singular heroes. I can take my time on them and get them done and looking nice. But I hate painting a million dudes. Just... It makes me want to die as I paint the 120th goblin or zombie or whatever. And then it clicked that, uh, you know, we could, we could just take an army and kind of split it. And I, I paint all the big stuff and she could paint all the hordes of little stuff and we could both have a good time. Um, yeah. You can just like teamwork that shit and just like do a couples project and see how that goes. Um, so that might be in our future if things keep going well. We'll see. And that will be another project where I bet you 3D printer probably going to go burr. Burr. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've or been... as like the spicy TikTok likes to talk about, you've got a friend and burr. <laughs> <laughs> but it's for war gamers. Yes. But for war gamers. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. She's having foot painting. Next step is to reacclimate her to tabletop stuff. Fingers yeah, crossed. I'll play games with your wife. She can yell at me. She could. She could just throw dice to me and go, "Not fair." <laughs> she, she does get a little spicy from time to time. She does. I love playing games with your wife because she'll get super spicy, and I'll just calmly look at her and go, "That sucks." And she goes, I, "I can't be spicy with you anymore." And now I feel bad. I'm like, "Yeah, but you're having fun." I am asshole. <laughs> you took all the fun out of it for her, John. What an asshole. Speaking of assholes. Let's talk about Skaven. Yeah. All right, John. Music is played. Time to jump into this. So yeah. I guess we should start with what we know we're getting. Uh, so we know we know we're getting the Deathmaster, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the Skaven Ninja Rat, the Master Splinter. And I think that they have done a great job with his rules. I know a lot of, like, there's some people that are like, he now went to 170 points. I don't give a shit. His rules, tight. They got flavor. They're great. They do exactly what you want a Deathmaster to do. 
Yeah, they could make his AP a little bit higher. But he's really fished for mortal wounds. Like yeah, like that's like you don't care about the, the actual damage. You're looking for the mortal wounds. Like the AP is not really relevant when you're trying to throw like 15 shurikens and every six is D3 mortals. Like you're just yeah, you're just fishing for sixes. <laughs> he's also like you, you don't really care what the rend is when you're hiding him in a block of 40 clan rats. So you just have him pop out and nuke a four wound hero. Yeah, like yeah, the Death Master's job is not to go toe to toe with like this these big monster 10 wound heroes. Like no. His job is to, to to roll in there, find one of the synergy pieces and murk them, and then move on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how they are in the lore also. Like, they're targeted assassins. They're not one-man murder machines. Yeah. Um, that's why you bring a vermin lord. Or uh, Gotrek. <laughs> yeah. Like, the he, uh, Deathmaster's just not that piece. And the sculpt also, oh my lord, it's cool. And the trailer for him is even cooler, which is hard to do because the sculpt itself is so great. Like the yes. the sort of anime smash cut Kill Bill style murders. Uh, yeah, it's very stylized. Love it. I just love it. Uh, so is that the only thing Skaven are getting? That is the only new model they're getting. Okay. Now, there's a couple of other changes so far that we've seen in the box. Um, there's two that I kind of want to talk about. Uh, there's the clan rats, which now re on at the end of the morale phase will recover D three clan rats, which I think is a good I- inclusion. The idea that they're this like constant swarming horde of rats, so they're just coming back. I think there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff to play in there, depending on what the rest of the book has. Mm-hmm. Um, as like the core unit of the army, it's kind of a, a good special rule for them to have. It is. I mean, especially on like small little twenty man blob like backfield objective holder squads. Like little nobody squads. Because yep. sometimes they just die to, I'll call it accidental wounds. You know, they just happen to get nuked enough to fall off uh, and not hold it anymore. But that inconsequential shooting or magic or whatever, if they're c- getting D3 rats uh, t- back a turn, I mean, it could just be barely enough to keep an objective over the course of a game. Yeah. Uh, the other big thing I want to talk about is a screaming bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the Screaming Bill is kind of a centerpiece model for Skaven players. It is the thing that, or at least for the last book, everyone had to build around yeah, all it, the time. It does a, g- a huge bing-bong. Yeah, big bing-bong. Love the bing-bong. I still love bing-bong. Other people, not so tight on the bing-bong anymore. Me, tight as fuck about this bing-bong. Because um, <laughs> I think that they changed it from being, like, a mandatory piece you bring all the time f- to, like, create this hammer of an army to instead being this like more fun, flavorful piece that maybe it's not the best mechanically, but it still has some teeth. And mm-hmm. I think that's a better place for most War Scrolls to be in, where a War Scroll isn't... Sh- like Unless it's Battle Line, it shouldn't be an auto-include, in my opinion. I would fully agree. Uh, and I don't I like love the concept the, of auto-include. Yeah, I love the meme... That it is a, in case of emergency, break the bell. In which you can break your bell and summon a vermin lord. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> I love this. I don't know why yes. people are down on Bing Bong. Other than, like, now it doesn't give you a, a, a massive, massive bubble of Battleshock immunity. I do need to, like, finally break down and buy a vermin lord. Like, I, I just, I need to. Yeah. I haven't yet. And, it's uh, so cool. Yeah, I, I want to do it. 
that's happening in the future. Uh, those, so those are like what we know, right? Like, yeah, there's some stuff about the storm Berman. Yeah. Yeah. They do exactly what they're supposed to. Um, there's like a bunch of nitty gritty we can get into with some of this, like other leaked stuff. But I think that for Skaven, we should talk about where it should go. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're, no, we're not getting a range refresh. So yeah, I that's think confirmed. What, yeah. Like we, we know it's not happening. We don't know if they're going to be getting rid of scrolls or not. I think they should. And let me explain why. I think that that book has a ton of war scrolls and a ton of models that are just very hard to collect currently. And if they're going to be waiting years to update them again, they might as well consolidate some of those into like new units. Like the Acolytes and the, the multitude of different weapons teams. Instead, turn those into like like just units that can be customized. And cut down on the sheer number of war scrolls in the book. Mm-hmm. And I also, what I want to see from the book is less of a rigid structure of this is Clan Eshin, this is Clan Scryer, this is Clan Verminous, this is Clan Molder, yada, yada, yada. And instead make it where they're like sub-bubbles in a way. Because a lot of Skaven lore isn't just Clan Scryer showed up with a bunch of and war engines and wiped the field. Like, no, they still brought Clan Rats. They still bring stuff from the other clans. They just don't use them primarily, right? Yeah, and I mean, we've seen this tech in other books. Uh, I would say Soulblight Gravelord is probably the best example of it, uh, where it is designed impeccably. Where each bloodline is different, you get totally different army rules for it and it does i would say soft incentivize certain units um and one of them like hard incentivizes some units but most of the time it is a soft incentive for particular units but everybody in that book is taking the same core like right. you're, you're all taking zombies or skeletons or dire bats or something like that uh it's just kind of the fixins on the side and the the varnish you paint over top of those zombies that change it. Um, and I think some of the skew lists for Skaven beforehand just were not fun, right? From a, from a casual play perspective, bringing 12 storm vermin, uh, storm fiends, sorry, storm fiends to a game. was not really fun for your opponent most of the time, or you just kind of got wiped off the table and it wasn't fun for you. Mm -hmm. And like competitively, there's some, stuff to talk about there but i also don't think it was good for that either i mean i'm not a fan of skew lists in general most of the time like if you're leaning hard on just a single unit out of a book it's, it's probably an indicator that that unit is a little out of tune and you need to bring it in um that's rough i'm yeah. not a fan and, personally and so what i would like to see is that maybe have more customization by dedicating to a clan onto what kind of machinations you have. So like what kind, like obviously relics, warlord traits, yada, yada, yada. But maybe it allows you to give out different sorts of command abilities that turn things into different things. Like mm -hmm. clan rats per se, maybe get d do different things depending on what clan your warlord is or your hero is from. Yeah. You know, are they juiced up to. on cybernetics or are they roided out because of all of the mutations? Right. Or do they uh, just rapidly heal every turn because your clan verminous and you just have a bajillion bodies? 
right? Maybe the D3 becomes a D6 if you're Clan Verminous. Maybe the uh, armor save goes up if you're Molder. Or no, you get to fight before you die if you're Molder. Maybe you get to get a 6-up ward or something crazy. If, if you're, you're you know, mechanized. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, weird with it. Yeah, it gets super weird, right? Skaven um, is the weird army. Like it's that, a very weird army. It is the weird army of chaos. We all know this. That's what, the players know this. That's why they love it. And I want to see more of like a lot of the old book had parts of you get this cool effect, but you also hurt yourself most of, sometimes. Or like this thing's really cool, but it's really random. I want to see more of that. I think that should yeah. be its whole shtick, right? Like the Doom Wheel should sometimes win you games and lose you games simply from its existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's fun. Like, again, the players who play this army know what they are in for. Give it to them. Like, exactly. Just make it, one, make it interesting. And two, don't make it too punishing mechanically. Because, like, Skaven are kind of the orcs of AOS. Let them be weird. Let them be just super weird. Yeah. It doesn't have to be balanced, right? Like, this, this game isn't balanced. Let's not pretend it is. Let's just make sure the army list isn't just going to get, like, a 75% win rate. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay if this army sometimes just rolls terribly and it nukes itself off the table. Like, that's what that person got into. Like, I would have a blast. I think it, I think it's fun. It's some of the funnest moments I've had with Skaven was just doing everything right and getting to the final moment, and then they just off themselves by accident. God, it <laughs> was just, so funny. It's so funny. It's so good every time. Like, we, we will sit and just belly clench laugh about it in the middle of a game it's great we should have more of that for skaven uh, uh, especially w- if we're not going to have models like new models this this yeah time around the bend no new models you have to tune up the mechanics just to you know leverage the fun and i'm sure there are some other discussions about like oh what about competitive balance but I, we are not qualified to really talk about the competitive balance heavily um nor do I think it should necessarily dominate every conversation that rules are involved in, when it, which it seems to currently kind of do online. Um, yeah, like we don't... I think the vast majority of the people who listen to this show or play this game probably don't play in competitive games as their vast majority of their playtime. It might be <laughs> their biggest passion, and that's great, but it's also worth talking about, like, are these rules fun to play with your buddies? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Skaven could get there because the random moments just inject fun as long as it doesn't feel punishing because we've yeah. seen them try to do this before in uh, Gloom Spike Gets and they did it poorly and the randomness then felt po- then felt bad because um, the thing Skaven I think does better is that Skaven say hey your unit is going to function no matter what but if you want to, you can gamble a little, and maybe it functions way better. Yeah, I think the roulette makes it. Whereas um, with Gloom Spite, your units don't function normally. You have to gamble every time, and the gambles are really punishing. Right. And another thing I don't want to see with Skaven is I don't want to see a inclusion of other Chaos factions into it. Yeah, like I don't, I, I don't want them to shoehorn in like the Chaos Gods or Slaves of Darkness or yada 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 or all these beasts. Like Skaven are in Chaos, but kind of separate as like the like 
ugly stepchild. They are the red-headed stepchild. Yes. And so, like, let them be that. Don't try to make them a, a, a soup army out of the scape. And they're kind of a soup army already because they're a massive faction. Mm-hmm. They're colossal. Uh, I, yeah, I just don't... I just don't want to see that. Uh, I will say, one thing I want to see with this Skaven release that I don't think I'm going to because I would have already heard about it, I want a Skaven book. Like, I want a, I want a Skaven novel from the perspective of, like, a Deathmaster or something. I think that would be amazing. John, I think we're just going to have to write it. Ah, uh, yes. GW, pay me. <laughs> I know you won't because you don't pay your own rules designers, but please, pay me. Yeah. I'll write this book for you. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it down on the audio drama idealist. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I would love to see some Skaven novels. Because they're so fun when you're in their perspective. It is always a blast. Uh, their bits in the uh, Gotrek and Felix novels were some of the funniest bits of those novels. And that's saying something because those are hysterical. I mean, even in, like, the foundational core parts of the lore for AOS, right? Like, in the last edition, with the Soul Wars getting messed up, and the upside-down Black Pyramid ritual getting destroyed, because Skaven accidentally oops their way into the ritual, and Nagash is undone by some silly goofs. (laughs) is amazing. (laughs) These absolute chuckleheads who just bumbled into a ritual. Whoopsie doodle. Oh, no. These three little nobodies averted the apocalypse and then got turned to dust in the process. Uh, True champions. I want a Skaven-based Expendables movie. Um. (laughs) It'd be a huge cast. How many Skavens do you think it takes to make an Expendables main character? Like, how many Skavens does it take to equal one Jason Statham? It depends on the Skaven. Like, if it's a very powerful Skaven, Skaven, that'd be cool. Oh, Jason Skaven! <laughs> Jason Skaven. <laughs> uh. Okay. All right, I could rant about Skaven this entire episode. And, you know, we're probably going to when the book comes out. So, for those non-Skaven player listeners, or the people of the other persuasion that we're going to be talking about, uh... We're going to kick off to Joe to sit here and talk to me about trees, maybe <sighs> some birds, maybe the vine lady from Evil Dead. Yes, yes. Uh, so, Silver Death, we're getting releases, which is wonderful. Our book, much like Skaven, uh, was on the older side, uh, and we have gotten no love in the White Dwarves. So, lately, uh, Silver Death have been in a... Uh, I would call it a mechanically difficult place. Uh, I've been playing them the entire time, and they still function. You just have to work real, real hard to do it. However, uh, they revealed that we are going to be getting a handful of new kits. So we are going to be getting some, like, flying bug-winged tree spirits that are like elf spirits with little short bows. That fire arrows that when they hit a target turn into stinging insects, which is just awesome. Um, And then we also get flying cavalry on giant insects that look sort of like a grasshopper, dragonfly, Katie did sort of deal. Um, Beautiful, beautiful models that you can build in two separate ways. 
And then you also, we are going to be getting the Lady of Vines, which is kind of like a, a really souped up branch wraith for people out there who play. Um, she's like a caster who does like two spells a turn and she can summon dryads from the forest to help her. And she also has like big viney tentacles that stab people shockingly well. All around, solid unit, it would appear. And all beautiful models, which is really what matters the most to me. Um, and all of that's going to be crammed into a new Sylvaneth book, which I'm super excited for, because for me, much of the army already does pretty well. Like, overall, I enjoyed the way Sylvaneth played before, as this sort of objective-based defensive force that has to leverage some, some good strategy and some magic to get a win. Um, but, you know, I never felt like I was just no-burning my way to victory, anything like that. However, for me, the thing I want to talk about isn't what they should do, but rather what I really hope they won't do, and I think they won't do, from the leaks. So for me, the biggest pain point in the Sylvaneth book, previously, both previous versions, is the idea of the Sylvaneth Wildwood. It is a model, for those who don't play Sylvaneth or aren't familiar, uh, it is a model kit that Games Workshop sells that is like three curved tree pieces that when sort of built and put together can come together and make a big circle of trees. And you can put models in the middle. And for Sylvaneth, all of your core rules function off of being near those trees, those forests. You have to have them if you really want to play your army any sort of well. But the problem is they had to be really far away from everything. They couldn't be near objectives. They couldn't be near terrain. They had to be, at one point, it was six inches away. Now it's three inches away. But that means you have to be three inches away from anything that matters. And they were so big that it was hard to even fit them on a table. Because the big circle itself takes up a lot of room, and then you, on any side, couldn't be within three of anything. So you're trying to play this game, and everything you have works off of these tree rules. And for terrain-heavy boards, or even the average board, there might be a place to put one of them. Maybe one. And sometimes there is not a place to legally put any of them. And... If you couldn't put any of them down, you were going to have a real bad time. It's, it's unfortunate, because a lot of your stuff just turns off. And with that in mind, the thing that made it painful was that there was no way around that. Like, there was no sub-faction you could take that would let you get around the tree restriction. Like, you, you were just burnt in that instance. So what I really want them to not do is lean so hard on the trees. I would love it if they would just take some of those abilities and just put them on the models that I'm paying points for. Just put them on the model. That'd be wonderful. Please. And also, I'm not, just disclaimer, I'm not the first person to come up with this next bit. Far from. Um, but give us an option to still play the game and get all of our faction rules, even if there's nowhere to legally put a tree on the table. 
Right, like some overgrown terrain. Yeah. Yeah, that's been the idea for a while. And on some of the leaks, they did mention the word overgrown. So what I really, really hope this means is that when I go to summon a forest, for any reason, hopefully I can, one, summon a tiny forest if I want to, two, summon the big three-piece forest, or three, if I choose, I can pick a terrain feature and say that I have blessed it with, you know, life magics, and now it's overground. You know, a forest has erupted through this house or building or magma like pit, you know, whatever. And it is now blooming with life and I get abilities off of that terrain piece now. So that way, like you will never go to a game and realize you're totally locked out. You can right. at least like still it, play. Yeah. Like Sylvaneth kind of had some NPE built in for being the player that it sounds like that's the biggest hurdle for getting rid of it. Like getting more people into the faction and getting it to be playable. It is, and also it's expensive. Um, yes. Yeah, Sylvaneth is probably one of the most expensive Age of Sigmar armies because of how much you need to spend on trees. Yeah, just Or you have to be extremely used to wargaming hobby. Like, a new person can't build a Sylvaneth army without spending a lot of money. Yeah, you can't do it. Because you've got to spend all the stuff on, like, the models themselves. But then you're going to need, at least with the old rules, again, new book comes out anytime. It hopefully will change. But you had to buy like three boxes of trees, each at 70 bucks a pop, I think. Um, so you were paying this incredible $200 tax on top of your models. And then you had to lug all those forests around and try to find places for them. It was, it was not ideal. So this would just streamline that entry process altogether as well as playing it. And I think that would be great. Uh, also, what I think is very cool is uh, the Lady of Vines has an ability where she can act as a forest for a command ability. Like, she spends a command ability, like a command point, if I remember correctly, and then everything wholly within 12 of her acts as if it's within range of a Sylvaneth forest. Because as she a is a thing just... we've been asking for for years. Yes. God, please. Because some of these units in the book never see the table, and I... I don't say that lightly. I mean, like, I have never seen some of these units on the table uh, beyond when I expressly tried to figure out if they worked, and then I understood why they didn't show up. Um, and that would be a great way to make them work. Like, hey, like, I know that this particular little hero, like, pick a tree lord or whatever, doesn't really hit very hard, uh, and they don't have a ranged ability, and they're kind of squishy, but what if they have this big utility thing where they are just a walking forest? Oh, well, now we're talking. Now, yeah, like, a branch there. witch seems kind of cool. <laughs> but they didn't have that tech before, or they were hesitant to put it in. Um, and now, in the age of some of the books that are out, I say go for it. Just just go for it. And the new stuff for Sylvaneth? Ooh. Ooh, it's so good. Like, I should be more mad about the Skaven stuff, but the new Sylvan of the stuff just looks so good because I love my bud. I'm excited that my bud's got new stuff to play with, and it looks great. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to play Sylvaneth. I don't have an interest in playing Sylvaneth. I'm a liar if I said that I wouldn't, but I think the models are killer. They are. 
They are. Um, Warhammer Weekly has done a couple of polls on uh, aesthetics in wargaming. And they polled a couple of thousand people, I think, every time they do it. And consistently, Sylvaneth ranks as one of the highest aesthetically ranked armies every single time. Just because the models are stellar. And it's a really cool class fantasy. Like, we've all seen Lord of the Rings and the Tree Ants storming the stronghold of Saruman. Stomping their way across as the water floods in, crushing orcs beneath their iron hard bows. It's just neat. Um, and it stands out when fully painted. So I think it could be a great army to get people in on. You just have to make the onboarding a little better. Uh, and I hope they do it. But I will say, these like bug cavalry painted up in a display case, turn heads. It will absolutely turn heads. And I'll probably have some too. I'm not much for the archers because the archers do this like mortal wound range shooting thing that I really don't like. They're also like, they're very fairy based. You're not a fairy Sylvaneth player. No, I like the forest. Yeah. I like the big tree looking things. I'm a huge fan of like tree lords and kernoths. That's where I live. That's, that's my bread and butter. Um, but I would be more or, than happy to sub bark in. bark and branch if you would. Yes, I'm here for the bark and branch. All right. You can take your long, flowy locks and your elven ghosts. Take them somewhere else. Our editor is probably screaming that he wants the ghosts right now. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's cool. And also, it's a minor thing, but it's one that always confused me. Uh, our f forests block line of sight. And... They block line of sight, even for us? Even though there are trees? Don't do that to me. Just, please, just let, let them not do that to us. Let it block line of sight for everything without a Silver Death keyword. Because, you know, we are the beings of the forest who, we are the Lorax. Let us see through things. But otherwise, I'm very hopeful for this book. And even the things I want, I think I'm going to get most of them. Because the leaks have just been delightful. Thank you, whoever took these leaks on your Nokia Razor and sent them out. Um, I felt like I needed that CSI computer so I could say, Enhance, over and over again until they were legible. Enhance. I didn't have that technology. Turns out no one does. But uh, we, got the, we got the gist of some of the stuff. So yeah, I'm real excited. Uh, John, the question, though, is, are we getting the box? The Skaven Sylvaneth box? Oh, uh, that completely determines on how much it costs. Yeah, I'm in there's the same a, boat. There's a leak about how much it costs, but I don't know how much that leak is accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk outside of the show, but we, we have our own price range that we are willing to spend on this thing. We do not really want to spend over that, um, but I can use everything on the other side for the Skaven side, and you obviously want everything on the Sylvaneth side. Yeah, I could give the archers to someone else. Um, like like our editor? Like Seth, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that's my stance also. Like, I don't know what the box is going to cost. If it comes in where we want it to, great. I'm in like Flynn. If it's like a ash waste sort of deal and they try to charge 300 if they charge three hundred dollars no, for this you. book, I will I will eat my own socks. I really that, hope that would they be, don't for your sake. It'd be insane. 
like I I don't like I I can see them maybe losing their minds and trying to charge two hundred. I wouldn't buy it for two hundred. Uh, mm-hmm. My hope is that it comes in at about one fifty, one sixty five, seventy, something like that. I would also really really hope for one fifty. I am betting it's at least two hundred, if not. Oh, don't you. Fucking, don't you put that evil on me, Joseph. I I want to be wrong. I so badly want to be wrong. Then just be wrong. Just 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 I don't get dumb. to make that determination. Just be stupid, Jeff. <laughs> I am. I done did it. It's too late. Dumb as hell. Still right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am correct. God, if I if I could write anything on the cover of my autobiography, that would be it. Dumb as hell. Still right. I know I'm writing the cover of your autobiography, and it is. Here is Joseph. He loves birds, trees, and motorcycles. That's it. That does distill most of my personality. I can put that on my headstone. I'm going to write that down real fast. And for those new folks who have just come to the show, maybe for like their second episode, uh, this is pretty much the distilled ideology of uh, who I am. So there you go. You've been given the elevator pitch. Uh, But as John did mention earlier, though, we are both very passionate about these armies. So once the books do release, whenever that is, I imagine probably within the next month or so, the books will drop. Uh, We're going to then get together and play a whole bunch of games with the two armies and try to get to grips with the books. And then we will be doing follow-up episodes, probably one per faction, uh, talking about the books and what we think of them, hopefully raving about how much we love them. Um, because we did that with the custodies and the gene stealers and it, everybody seemed to have a real good time. We had a real good time. So let's just do it again. Just go where the, the sort of motivation takes us. I think it'd be a blast. Who knows? Maybe we'll find some other people that want to hop onto the episode and talk about some of the rats. I know some folks who might be interested. Oh, guest spot? Guest spot? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, And in the meantime, if y'all are also excited about Sylvaneth and Skaven and you want to talk about it with us, or your own ideas or your own leaks you've seen, feel free to shoot us a message on... uh, Instagram or tweet at us on the Twitter uh, or down in the YouTube comments. If you're watching it there, uh, they're always open and we'd love to talk to y'all when uh, you got some thoughts. And if one of the new people here have any, like I, if we just got a bunch of new listeners, if any of y'all are still here and you have ideas for the show, things that could improve it, feel free to send it our way. I mean, we have implemented stuff directly from viewers more than one occasion. So we, more than open to it if you got a fresh set of ears and have some new thoughts on what we could do. And if you want to go above and beyond for people out there, share the show to your friends. Uh, it really is sort of the bread and... I, I don't know why I keep wanting to talk about bread and butter. It's probably because it's dinner time. You're it, hungry. It You're hungry the, boy. I am hungry. It is the steadfast way that we have grown over time. These big spikes are nice, but it's y'all sharing it to people is really what has helped us over time. So feel free to do so. But for now, that's been all of our opinions, bona fide, and Kentucky Fried. We'll see y'all on the next episode. <laughs>